Listener Production. Okay, here we go. He is ice cool in moments like this. Oh, the big fella runs back into heavy traffic. Look at him go! Coming up on Footy Talk today, we're going to be talking Des Hasler to the Titans. And we're going to discuss both the Origin games. Hello and welcome to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I'm your host, James Graham. Today, we have no Greg Inglis, but that's okay. Connor Watson, hello to you. Hello, James. How are you, mate? I'm very well. It's been a fantastic week. Up and back to uh, Brisbane for... A live show up there. Didn't get to stay for the game, uh, but I watched it. It was um, interesting. To say the least. To say the least. Plenty of fallout from it. Uh, how are you going? How's uh, how's the rehab taking along? Yeah, good. I actually got sick, so had to have a few days off. I, Where did you get the sickness oh, I don't know. Got, it could have, potentially have you, be... Have you traced it back to anyone? It could potentially be these uh, this studio right here that we're sitting in, so... Uh, watch out, Jimmy. But yeah, so I actually had to have a, a couple of days off training, which was, it, it actually has benefited me, to be honest. It's been good for my knee. So yeah, I was I was getting a little bit frustrated with it. You do too much, it swells up, like just that constant battle that I was having. And then just sort of talking to a few people who've had similar injuries, um, Braden Burns, Matty Kavalu in the last couple of years have had it. And then Izzy Parisi plays for the Wallabies. Um, and they also said the same thing for sort of six months, you deal with swelling and every time you do too much, it just gets angry. And then, yeah, so it's kind of like settled my head noise a bit. Cause I was just thinking, what's wrong with me? Cause you get told, you know, your tendons healed at six months, but, you know, people can come back from anywhere from six to 12 months, like in, in that sort of period. And I obviously, you know, as as you would, when you're injured, you set yourself on like six months or even five months. And well, you fall into weeks. the trap, don't you? Yeah. Comparing like quickest ever recovery time yeah. from this injury, like what's everybody else done? I, I need to beat it. And then that head noise of getting over the fact that you are restricted and you're thinking, oh, I'm never going to come back. But then also... Footballers, in essence, want want to go hard and get after it, and especially highly motivated people like yourself, where it's like, like the hardest part of the rehab is not is not doing too much mm. because it's actually detrimental. But it doesn't feel it's not natural for us because we just think hard work, hard work, more, more, more. But actually doing more sets you back, so it's really difficult to to shift. And you also, I don't know, you'd never we've never been wrapped in cotton wool and been. Mm. like babied in that sense. We did get babied in other aspects of life, but in that sense, you just want to rip in. It's like, what, what's wrong? And they're trying to hold you back and then you swell and then you haven't, well, told you so. Yeah. Like, Shut up. And it's like, yeah, it's that competitive nature. So some bloke's done it in six months. You want to do it in five months and 29 days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does, it does get like that. Yeah, yeah. And like, and physios also like that too, because then they can say, we got him back quicker than anyone else has but yeah these guys have been good they've been fairly like understanding of it and yeah I think having those chats has definitely helped with the head noise and you know like I, I probably did a stupid thing and actually set a timeline and said I was going to be back in round 20 and I don't know I probably don't know when I'll be back don't think it's going to be round 20 but I don't know when so I've yeah. never I've never been one for um corny phrases or 
or writing on the wall, but something that always helped me with with injuries was, and this, oh, I hate the fact I'm even saying this. Say it. Don't count the days. Make, <laughs> make, make the days count. I it's love like, it. Oh, you know, like yeah. a good little mantra to have when you're injured, I reckon. It's, yeah, it's a bit cheesy and whatnot, but it is actually true. No, you it is. be yeah. counting the days down. It's make them, make them count and then, yeah. you know, yeah, it's that balancing act, right, of having something to aim for, but then also not being so like fixated on it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's a it is a balancing act. Mm. Very difficult. Um, big news coming out uh, this week: the Titans have parted ways with coach Justin Holbrook, despite being very much in playoff contention for this season. Um, his statement today, uh, I am paraphrasing a little bit, but he was completely shocked, surprised that he was sacked after a win, was hopeful of a warning, um, some signs to say, you know, if if you don't perform to this level, then we will sack you. So he's been completely blindsided and rightly pissed off. What what are you what are your thoughts on that? Obviously Des Hasler comes in, but immediately thought you feel for Justin Holbrook. Yeah, for sure. I had Justin back in 2016 and 17, he was at the Roosters when I was there. So I worked with him as an assistant coach. And yeah, he was awesome and always thought he was going to have good success as a coach. And did you play under him at St. Helens no, or did I'm, you miss I, him? I missed him, but the, the lads there speak very highly of him, like very highly. Mm, yeah. So he was awesome. He he was really good for me. And yeah, I just feel, feel for the guy because like imagine that he didn't even know there was a meeting coming and then just walked in and then they've sacked him on the spot. But I just feel like it's really weird because they're in a position still where like they've got a great squad, great forward pack, like a young spine, but a very like explosive can kind of score points from anywhere. And I still think they're a chance in this competition. Like they're only just sitting outside the eight. As a player, from that perspective, it feels like if they're sacking the coach, is that almost like putting the white flag up in a sense because then for this year it's like they don't believe in us to get the job done this year so they're getting rid of the coach and then also the the weird thing like Charlie and I were talking about it before is sacking him now and then saying that Des is coming in next year like why why don't coaches just come in and start coaching now is it because it's not their roster and it's like not their coaching staff like why why wouldn't Des come in right now and start coaching yeah it does seem Strange that either Holbrook's not being given to the rest of the season, or Des isn't going to come in. Come in now. Like think- I know. I know coaches like a preseason to to work with them and get their ideas in because it. I, I obviously I've been coached by Des and different. It's it's different. It's a lot of work. It's very intense. Mm-hmm. So you 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 probably need an off season with him. But then why not give Holbrook till the end of the year? Yeah. And the no warning part too. Like yeah. there's no other job where you can not get a warning before you get sacked. Yeah. Like, like obviously employment law in sports needs to be different, but this is harsh on Justin Holbrook. As as much as I, I love Des, I'm delighted for him to be back in the coaching arena and co- back in the coach's box. You've got to feel for Justin Holbrook. He, he will get another opportunity mm. at another club because he's done a, you know, we, we look what he's even achieved at the Titans. Probably wouldn't want to hear this, but he was a pass away from going into week two of the finals a couple of seasons ago. He's managed to recruit players. Look what he's done with great squad. Great squad. Yeah, he'll he'll get another opportunity. And really, really, really sad for him. But yeah, it's who'd be a coach? Mm, like it's me. hardly an advertisement for for any um, young up and coming coach, is it? Like 
has it ever crossed your mind? It has. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I um I always thought I would want to be a coach, but had a little look behind the curtain and now no, no. Don't think so. But it's it's interesting this with the developments of the Titans. It reminds me of the the situation at the Cronulla Sharks a couple of years ago where they basically appointed Fitzgibbon uh, for, for, the year after. for the year after. Morris decided to leave, Mo- eh? Morris has gone, we'll, we'll see you later. But but this is obviously a, a sacking. Yeah, like I, I know the coaches, the, there's a huge upside to coaching and they get a lot of criticism and the, the job, who walks into a job like this? Yeah. Like it's, Sad that it that it gets to this point and it's all done in secrecy. You you've got to feel for for Hol- Holbrook that it's all been done behind his back. Well, that's what I was gonna say. How did right in a rugby league world where everything is known by everyone? It said that I read an article and said they were talking about it for months, and they've somehow kept that a secret. <laughs> like he had no idea. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. That, well, the same thing happened when Des came to Canterbury. Yeah, like it was all completely under wraps and it's like need to know basis only so I think I even read Mal Meninga didn't know because he has a a role there but obviously somebody's made a decision to go well we can't tell Mal because he works at Fox and it's just purely need to know basis that's how Des worked I know I was sat on the other side of the world signed for Canterbury under coach Kevin Moore they sat Kevin Moore there's no coach coming in I'm sort of calling saying like who's the coach going to be like completely in the dark and then bang it's Des it's, it's Des and then you know we actually spoke to Todd Greenberg about the you know the secretive nature of Des he, and obviously he had his reasons in terms of like he went on to win a premiership that year with Manly and he had work to do there and, and then it came out after that so there was a legitimate reason for, for Des to want to keep that under wraps and I guess you know the only reason the Titans would want to keep this under wraps is because they wouldn't want uh, Justin Holbrook finding out mm. Why wouldn't they want to find it out? Because they write this season off. But I think this, I, I can't see how they make the eight now this year. Yeah, as a player, it definitely, like I said, it feels like the club's putting the white flag up for you. Like yeah. they've given up on this year. Because otherwise you would just leave Holbrook in. If he doesn't make the finals, fair enough. Or ha- have a look at it at that point in time. But at least give the guys a yeah. chance. Because they're, they're still in a position to really make a run at it and, yeah, is there other clubs that would have signed Des if they didn't do it now? Like, is that a would have that no, happened? I, I couldn't. You, you, I guess you never know if if a club sacks someone and, and goes for that more experienced coach, which obviously Des is. Yeah, there's always that worry. But I, I personally think this could be something to do with um, Ben Hunt. Uh, not not laying the blame on, on Ben Hunt. That I don't want to get my words taken out of context there. But I think Ben Hunt's been vocal on. He wants to move somewhere to win a premiership. He's also said he wants to go back to Queensland. So how do the Gold Coast Titans entice Ben Hunt? Well, you know, okay, well, we've got this roster, but then we're going to bring a premiership winning coach as well. That could be part of the the law for Ben Hunt, who you know, the only obvious choice uh, if he is to go back to Queensland uh, would be the Gold Coast. I, I don't think he'd go to Townsville. And the Cowboys, the Dolphins said no, and so have the Broncos. Uh, it's positive signs for the Gold Coast. And look, we, we've seen them throw away first half leads this year. Yeah. And whether that's a culture thing, an attitude thing, I don't think it's a coaching thing. People may argue it's a fitness thing, condition thing. 
it's almost impossible to put your finger on. It does seem it's more of a, a mental side of things. I, I think if that'd be the first thing Des would need to address is these second half fade out. So I, I don't know what the coaching regime or, or the um you know the, the sorry the the training regime is like up there, but they're in for an intense time. Yeah, I, I heard speaking to Verrills and um, Chris Randall that training was quite tough. Eh? The preseason was, was quite tough, but I think I also read something, might have been the same article that spoke about the KPI for those guys. I don't know if it was like a secret KPI because Holbrook didn't know it was coming, but was around like their defense Yeah, and it hadn't improved. So obviously there'll be a big focus for Des there. But because attacking-wise, they can, like I said, they, they've got that much X factor and flair. It's just, yeah, I guess, you know, you get a guy like Ben Hunt up there, him and Kieran Foran in the halves, it's a lot of experience, like different mindset around the joint. You know, you sort of play in tough games, like, you know, they'll play hard and, and they'll compete and kick in the corners and do all that really tough stuff well. So... You know, it could be a good thing getting a coach like Des Hasler who plays that style of footy himself. Well, De- Des will have them exceptionally well drilled. Yeah. Like they will be so well drilled. They will know every opposition play, every opposition set start. They'll know their opposition inside out. That's that's how Des applies himself. I said this previous years that he's like a forensic. Like he'll go looking. Scientist. Like looking for clues, looking how to get success. And when you look at the... The Titans, if Ben Hunt does land there, that spine of Verrills at dummy half, Foran and Hunt in the half, and then a guy like AJ Brimson at fullback with Campbell coming off the bench as a as a bit of X factor as well. Mm. Then that's the the building blocks of it. Mo Fadawaka, Big Tino, Fafita, like that's a a strong looking strong looking team that just needs a, a, a little bit of polish and and who knows where they could get to. Yeah, and I like their their wingers too. They're good. Sami's a beast. Yeah, 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 really good. The, and uh, Pereira, the the young guy that yeah, Con Pereira. Yeah, well, they he's let uh, Greg Marzugo. Yeah, and I was like, well, what's doing there? Yeah, but this Con Pereira is awesome. Yeah, he's got as good as Greg is. Yeah, he's freakishly fast. So I guess look as harsh as it is, the nature of coaching, you are gutted for Justin Holbrook, but it's a team that seems to have written off this season. But certainly, they're saying that what's happened recently isn't acceptable and it's down to their defence. So, I guess there'll be more to come from this and um, the chat around Ben Hunt won't, it would, go, won't go away. It would be interesting to see how the players go for the back end of the year, I think. Like, you, you as usually happens, they'll play really good this week. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. they don't want to show that, like, you know, when the coach gets sacked or whatever, that it's not the players' fault. So, um, I reckon they'll be going hard this week, but then just the the back end of the year, right? Yeah. Like subconsciously. It's an, it's an easy excuse. Mm. An easy excuse. So I, I reckon you put a line through the Titans this year, but one of those guys that, you know, potentially could be there, Ben Hunt, uh, he's named today. He's still a part of the squad as of uh, 11 o'clock. Do you think he should play against the Warriors at home? Be interesting to see the, if he does the reception he gets. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, it's two days after an origin game. It's just weird whatever what's going on down there at the moment. Like it is. with him trying to leave, like as the Dragons, you'd probably want to because they're trying to keep him still, right? They've said Ryan Webb and Flanagan have both said he's going nowhere. Yeah, so you'd play him. Well, of course you'd want you. Of course you don't want him to go. But like once he's said that, is that relationship repairable? 
Like, there's no, like, I, I don't really see any other result than him eventually leaving. Like, they might not, they might not this year, but it's hard. I, I don't know about you being an ex player, but me, I being like a player now, you know, if a club can't get something back for him, would, would they let him go? Like, is this why you'd add a trade period in? I personally, if but I got... But a trade period isn't going to make any difference to this. No, but then what would happen is he would say, I want to trade. And then the, the, that way the club can actually get something back from him. So they'll be happy to let him move on. Like as a player, me personally, and I might be an outlier. I think I actually am. But if I got traded, I'd just be like, it is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It is what it is. But, you know, because in that way... You get players who aren't playing, like they can ask for trades, but then if clubs are also not happy with players, like they can move them on and get things back. And it, I don't know, it seems yeah. like it'd be a happier environment than a player going, I want to leave, or a club going, mate, you're out of here. We're just going to ice you out in reserve grade. You just play reserve grade. And you know yeah, what I mean? I, like, I do. I yeah. do. I, I don't think there's a perfect solution for all this. And I think that trade window is currently being looked at um, in the negotiations. But for, for Ben Hunt, and the Dragons, I've said this, all that needs to happen from a from a club point of view is that the Dragons win. Mm-hmm. So they win the situation. They've got to come out on top and they've got to know what their identity is, whether or not, if you don't want to be here, get out the door. We'll make this a play. We, we only want people that want to be want, want to be here or you sign a contract with us at the Dragons, you stick to it unless we decide. Yeah, And, that, and that's, what the, that's what they've got to do. Because we spoke about this already, like him re-signing at the end of last year. Yeah. He wanted the clause in there that if Griffin gets a sack, he's free to leave at the end of that year. He was denied that clause in his contract, but basically he's trying to use that clause that he was denied anyway. So I think it's what happens tonight if he plays or if he's in the stand could determine it. Because if the fans boo him, like we saw Payne Haas a couple of was it last year when he asked for a release, was booed by his own fans. They're a passionate bunch down there. They don't want any messing around. They've been kicked far too many times. They start playing now once out. Are they going to treat Ben Hunt as this this player that's, you know, carried that team arguably for the last 18 months on his own? Or are they going to say, you don't want to be here? I, I can see it being the, the latter. Yeah, me too. I, I, th- I think they're going to, unfortunately, I don't like to say this, but I think they're going to boo him every time he touches the ball yep. or if his face comes up on the screen. Yeah, I think it's a recency bias. Like They'll forget about all that yeah, other the, stuff. Yeah, that like about, that yeah. recency bias. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. literally, this is what's happening right now. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah, interesting. Unfortunately. Yeah. Time for a break. Up next, we'll be talking origin. Welcome back to Footy Talk, a listener podcast. I'm James Graham, joined by Connor Watson. Uh, there was a another State of Origin game last night. The Blues get the Finally. win. Bit of joy as a Blues yeah, fan. Bit of joy for all the New South Wales population. Mind you, some of them are tan coats and, and support Queensland, but we won't, <laughs> we won't touch on that. But yeah, it was um, a bit strange scenes. They won the battle, but they didn't win the war. Mm, still just can't get over that they've only played two games, Jimmy. It just seems odd, doesn't it? Like... Yeah, you know how the bled is low. I don't know. That's probably not good of me to talk about that sport on here. But um, just the previous the previous winner mm. wins it if it's a draw. That's how it works. Like, is that a better formula or not? Really? Let's just get it to three games. Eh? Just get it to three yeah. games. I mean, look in the European Cup in soccer, they, they have a lot of two leg ties, and it's an it's an aggregate. But, but, but soccer is a different game. Like, it's a completely different game. 
just basically just give them a third game. Like it makes how hard can it be? It just makes sense. But anyway, yeah. uh, from Wednesday night, the pressure mounts on on Freddie. You, do you reckon it's a bit over the top? Yeah, I mean he's one three from is this his sixth series or fifth? Mm. Yeah, yeah. It's obviously the last two years though. Like they're the ones that recency bias. Recency bias. I like that. I'm yeah. going to be using that for the rest of my life. <laughs> yeah. So you know, people sort of forget about that. But yeah, I just think. I don't know, the way the Blues have played this year hasn't been great. Like, their attack's been very poor. poor. Predictable. Yeah, predictable. Like, they're not... I remember a few years ago when he started, they just sort of, like, had did such a great job of blowing the ruck and had Damian Cook and Teddy and Cleary and then PC was in there in a game and just, like, the way they combined and just played through the middle. Like, we didn't see any of that at all this year. It was just sort of... Yeah, where Queensland were kind of playing like that style, mm. Reese Walsh and all of these guys. But I think, yeah, I just don't know who replaces him. Like if you if you look at it and think about it, like who is there to step up? Like well, for, <sighs> this is going to be a strange question. Who wants it? Yeah, does anybody actively want it? Like if New South Wales, the chairman or the board, like if they went and spoke to people, like are people mm. are people banging down the door now? It that sounds like a a silly question for such a prestigious job, but I don't. I don't know if that many people would want to touch it. Mm. You? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I, reckon, I personally, I've said it. I think you know not to copy what Queensland have done, but they they talk about the the state being behind them, and I think there's a lot of negativity around New South Wales. So much talk about every selection, and of course, it's going to generate comment. And you know, Freddie referenced the the circus that it was, but let's not forget Queensland when they were choosing between. Ponger and, Ponger and Walsh. Yeah. Like, there was a lot of talk around that, but it just seemed that once Slater made the decision, it was like, yeah, all right, let's all done. get on the let's all get on the Walsh bandwagon. And even the hammer at the centers, it's like, oh, no, let, let's get behind them. Like, Gaze has missed out, but, mm. you know, this is the way we're going. And, and this is, you know, we believe in Freddie. I think if the Johns brothers could patch things up, I know they spoke previously about working together with the Samoan team. Get them into New South Wales. And they, if there's two people, if there's two men that can get a stake behind them, it's them two. Those two. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, you just get get in and it'd be in the Johns Brothers we trust, no matter there be selections, but they don't seem the type to play politics either, which I think are heavily involved in selections. Mm-hmm. Like, they just go, now we're picking this team to win. This is our identity. Get behind us. We'll, we'll go all the way. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. And I think the... The fact that the media is all based in Sydney too, like is a big reason as well mm. why why there's a big storm around all the New South Wales stuff all the time. But as a New South Wales fan, like we're kind of, I don't know, is there negativity towards it from fans? Because not that long ago, we lost nearly yeah. t- 10 series in a row. So it just feels like it's just the same thing again. I think as a I th- fan, that's I- what like I was feeling like. Far out. I think now like, Looking at the the teams on paper, the expectation is New South Wales have got them on paper. Yeah. Like if you look at the stars that New South Wales have compared to to Queensland, like I reckon most of the time on paper. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and then and they've got they've got greater depth, a much bigger talent pool. You know, if you look at all the ingredients, if you were looking for ingredients for success, you go, well, take what New South Wales have over Queensland, but Queensland just keep turning off for whatever reason it is. Their defense was so good in that it, game. It, it, it was really good, Connor, but you question New South Wales' attack. Like, 
it was quite pretty. Like, so every time, it was a lot of structure, I thought, with yeah. New South Wales attack. Now, the way Queensland defended it, I thought they got their balance really well where they backed their edge defenders, the, the last defenders, to come out and shut the play down. Or... The loop. Or they go up and then sort of back off and trust their inside. Yeah. It looks really good and it's really hard to break down, but you've, you need some variation in your attack. So, personally, I think the way to break that down is bring people against the grain or unstructured late offload play. I think... I think They that, tried to bring some players yeah, under. I, I, personally, I think they had too much ball on try line, which is really difficult to attack. It starts to affect your mentality, right? Yeah, but then... I think that the decision to to move to put Cook in the centres, I, I honestly think they'd like that back. Yeah, because not they spoke about they wanted Cook for his speed in the centres, and they were worried about Murray's recent groin injury. But you're cutting off your nose to, to spike your face, and not only do you not have like someone that can play in the centres, but you you go away from what your whole attacking plan was. Mm-hmm. Having that that you've gone back to two hookers for a reason. Yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think they'd they'd have that one back if they could. Yeah, and like defensively, you'd want because that was the edge where they scored a few tries. Like, yeah, you'd want to put Murray or one of those guys there. We're talking about their attack, I thought there was too much long passing. Yeah, yeah, and like in an Origin game, like teams in the NRL level try to come from the inside and work out. But in an origin game, that's heightened. Like they, their movements are so fast. So if you try and skip blokes or like play long tunnel balls, yeah, they just they slide. Just, they just, just slide off. Yeah, so keep they get moving, through keep layers. Moving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, I thought to give some huge reps for Queensland. I thought the way they converted defense into attack was amazing. So Cherry Evans on that chase back. Everyone, oh, play of the day, play of the series. But for me, I think it was the next set of six. He's the one that supports Carrigan. Well, when you, when Queensland got the ball back, Carrigan makes a sort of dint through the line. Offloads to, to him. Cherry Evans. Yeah, most other players would be gassed. Would just be like, I'm gonna have this. I'm gonna have a spell here. I'll have this set off. Maybe you know, give it to me on play five, and I'll I'll, I'll grubber it into touch and give myself a break because I've just done that massive effort. And obviously, everyone else got back. Again, there was some number in the pitcher issues. So the Val Holmes first try, like if Val isn't there, who's next? It's Reuben Cotter. And New South Wales would have spoke about the fact that Lindsay Collins out jumps, but then who's next? Who's there? Yeah. They didn't learn from that. And that was relatively early in the game as well. So there's a, there's a few issues there that, that Freddie needs to, um, to address. I thought it was, you spoke about that DCE Pat Carrigan play before, just like the instincts of Cherry there. There was not really much on, but he just like sensed that something was coming and pushed. There wasn't really anyone else in the picture because when he made a line break, he couldn't find a pass or, or anything. And then, well, yeah. that's, to do that after just running someone down is is crazy. Yeah, and yeah, he, he was unbelievable for mm. Queensland. I thought, yeah, he was really good. Walsh, so electric. Yeah. And, yeah. How was Teddy when he came back to, to Rooster? I actually training? haven't seen him yet. Yeah, so we had, what's today, Friday. We had training yesterday, he had the day off. So he might have, when I got in there this morning, I had some um, weights to do. Lindsay Collins come in, so yeah, wearing his medal. <laughs> nah. He was off it. I was like, where's your medal? He didn't like that joke at all. Mate, <laughs> Went down like a lead balloon. But, he's, a, he's a great player, Lindsay Collins. Yeah. I really like him. Yeah, he's, I've, you know, this year he's just gone to another level. Come back from uh, ACL last year. Yeah. So, yeah, it was 
he was awesome for us. But I feel like, you know, a year on from having an ACL, you can just really see his game. Mm. It's gone to another level. And I mean, the effort areas for us have been huge, but they're not as sort of magnified, I guess. You don't actually, they're not as much focus on them in it from a fan's perspective in an NRL game, but to actually be able to see that come up on the biggest stage, like, you know, you talk about the high ball, but the other day the trap and scrap, to yeah. pick it up and run 30 metres and just get Queensland on the front foot. And the the tackle on Jerome where he forced an error, like just all of these plays, it's cool to see his work, like all of that stuff be rewarded with, yeah. with the man of the match. Absolutely, because I've seen him a couple of times for Roosters and he's he puts himself in positions just in case. He's always there, he's always chasing back. You can be deterred from doing it when you just when it seems like there's no point, but he just keeps doing it, keeps doing it, keeps doing it, and then bang, you get a big. And then play. you get the then yeah. you get the big play, and yeah. that, and that's what it's about sometimes. After the game as well, um, Jerome Luai, the post that was a bit, I don't know what you made of the 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 social media post, but obviously the explanation followed. I, I know we're passionate fans mm. of sport and all things in life, but for him to receive death threats is beyond stupid. Yeah, we've spoken about it before on here. Like, there's just no need for that. End of the day, it's a game. Like, don't need to be sending people death threats. I get you disappointed. Send your disappointment, but don't. That's just too far. Yeah. Too but far. But just, that, if you're not, I, I need to be careful what you do. But, like, you're not going to do it. Nah. Do you know what I mean? Nah. So you're just talking, yeah. talking out your ass. Yeah. And it's but, just, yeah. I mean... Uh, no, they're trying to make like people more accountable for it, but you should be. You shouldn't be able to say that stuff and not have consequences. Because, mm. like you said that to me to my face, mm. that's like proper. Yeah, it's criminal. Yeah, criminal. You know, yeah. like it's. It, and I know they're trying to get it to be the same thing, and it should be because people can't just because you've got a screen that, and they're off in some place you will never well, see it, them. It, it, yeah. For, for, the, the the culprits like who, whoever they are that's not how you communicate and and even if you were to get put Louie in a room with them they, they probably wouldn't say it yep but that's just it's social media and it's a few idiots mm. uh, you know I think most New South Wales fans were disappointed and, and angry and upset but it, it's a game that means a lot to a lot of people yeah. but but still you you it's just idiotic comments and you hope that the, the authorities have the, the capabilities to track them down and, and deal with them accordingly yeah alright that just about wraps us up for Footy Talk we'll catch you next week <laughs> <laughs>